Good evening, everyone. My name is Mrs. Odette Rishti. And just to tell you a little bit about myself, I've been a matchmaker in the Sephardic Syrian community for about 23 years. And I got trained by the original three matchmakers in the community um, many years ago. Um, they they guided me, they pulled me in because I had a few singles that I wanted to set up and then I ended up a matchmaker. That's a story in itself for one day, but um, over time I've asked questions and been guided by our rabbis and our gadolim whenever questions arise. Um, and through all the different situations that have occurred in dating and matchmaking over the 23 years, the matches I've made, the matches I haven't made, what worked, what didn't work, what broke up at the last minute, what all those different things, um, you know, I remembered and I, and I taught myself different things from those situations by also trying to learn from them and doing my best to untangle the web for everybody when they were going through it who was in contact with me. Um, I really don't know who my audience is tonight, so that's a little difficult to do on a sensitive topic since uh, SYNY radio is fairly new. Um, we don't have that much data on who's listening, but um, it's definitely a Sephardic Syrian community audience um, that David is targeting. And um, we hope to continue important, fun, and interesting topics into the future. So um, I was asked to discuss dating for marriage and how to untangle that web that everybody feels they're in. Um, dating for marriage is a hard room to step into for singles whatever religious level we are on. The first feeling is that singles feel and that parents of children who become marriageable age feel is trepidation. Our minds automatically go to, what if I'm left out? What if my child isn't chosen? What if there's no match for me? Let's face it, we all know singles who have gotten older and older and older and are still searching. And we hope Ezat Hashem they'll find soon. So this is what this talk is about tonight. Like whatever age you are, if you're just starting out, or you've been single a while, and you feel you're struggling. So, um, now that we use the word search, you're still searching, right? Let's talk about what we're searching for. We have to know what it is we're looking for in order to find it. You can't go out looking for something if you don't know what it is you're looking for. It could take longer if you really don't know, if your focus isn't proper. Hashem has something in mind for us. Are we, like, on the right road? So, um... Everyone wants somebody nice, respectful caring, patient, like it's the first criteria. It's on everybody's list. 
And when we look at a resume, we cannot see caring, patient, respectful. It could say that they're nice and they're caring and they're respectful. You can ask, are they nice, caring, respectful? Everyone's going to say yes. But we really can't see the level of that. How How many people do we know that went to the right yeshiva from a family name that you're okay with? But are definitely people you want to stay away from. And at the same time, there are tons of amazing people that you could meet from a name you never heard of, from a yeshiva that's a little off your radar. And sometimes we click the other way because I don't know them. And is that really right? Hashem didn't create matchmaking that way, that we should be so insular, that we're so you know, not open to new things. We're going to, of course, look into people and hear if they're the right kind of people. But sometimes we we run away from things that aren't bad. They're actually good for us. After we want um, kindness and respectful and then we want the right family and the right yeshiva. That's we get to um, personality, job criteria. We have religious levels that we need to match. Do they do this? Do they do that? Do they carry? Do they not carry? Do they? Not? So, um, we also have family expectations, family style expectations, and. Um, Sometimes the single has one family style expectation and then the parents have a different family style expectation than the single that we're working on. So we have to make both happy. And sometimes, you know, you give a date to the single not knowing the parents aren't going to be happy because they're mature adults. Things, you know, we have to know what we're looking for here. And um, that's a lot of matching. So then there's something that nobody looks for, nobody asks me for, that is there on every date. And this item is probably the key item that gets people to commitment, to saying they found the right one. And that's chen. Chen is charm. In Hebrew, the word is chen. In English, it translates to charm. And I don't think it translates perfectly in English. In my mind, charm is a word with a load of offshoots. It houses smiles, sparkly eyes, the sound of a voice, delivery of warmth through sentences of care and concern, even a cute sense of style and clothing, a nice demeanor, a disposition, and wow. If they do a special chesed that they tell you about on a date when they share something personal about themselves, it adds to a person's charm. And guess what? What are we saying no to? We say no to resumes. And resumes don't show charm. They never show charm. No words on paper can equal chen. No magnificently dressed, made-up 
perfectly posed picture of a person can show you a chen. The kind of chen that has tipped the scales to cause people from the beginning of time to marry the opposite or a far cry from the type that they thought they must have. Hashem wants us to be thrilled with our spouse. Our matchmakers want you to be thrilled with your spouse. And sometimes I'm sure it doesn't feel that way. You feel like they're telling you, eh, go, you're picky, you're not trying, you always say no. Um, We do want you to be thrilled. Hashem wants you to be really thrilled. But he also wants you to be sensible in your search. We recognize that we all have needs and wants and attractions that need to be met. But let's be sure we're very careful. And we don't overlook the amazing stuff and swipe and flip the page. Turn down a suggestion that really can make us happy for the rest of our lives. Sometimes it's just the thing that Hashem wants us to work on. Like lowering our expectations. Maybe that's the midah that is the prerequisite to opening the door to your shiduch. Or taking one must-have off your list. You have a list and someone suggests a single person to you and yet they're missing one of the things. Hashem maybe wants you to overlook one thing and try. Because sometimes you'll get on the date and see chen. And chen wasn't on your list. And chen isn't something that could be on paper or even expressed. And nowadays, when I started out 23 years ago, we didn't really show resumes. We talked about people. Now we're sending a resume. That's not my style. I try very much to talk first and and really think, not just send a resume, but a lot of times people are passing around singles, parents, they're all passing around resumes. And we, you know what? Resumes make, make me nervous. I don't really know who that person is. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's hear about them. Let's hear the chen that the matchmaker feels about them. So those resumes really don't do so much. We got to investigate and investigate with a ayin tova, with a good eye, with the hopes that we're looking for our spouse and we don't know where it's coming from. As I said before, the second we enter into Shiduchim, we cringe thinking, will we chas v'shalom be left out? So this is a challenge. And challenges in our lives basically polish our midot. So this challenge is something that if you're finding it a challenge and it's not coming easy, we got to think we have to work on being the best us. That's looking within, not looking for the person. It's looking at ourselves. My best advice for that is getting close to a rabbi or a rabbi and ask them if there's anything they think that you could improve on. Even ask your shadchan that because she knows what people want and what people are asking for. Or ask your shadchan without it's saying Lashon Hara that if the single person you went out with said something negative that you could improve on without it being hurtful to you, could they let you know? You know, if I do something wrong on the dates, could you let me know so I could improve? It's such an amazing thing. 
find someone married, sound, calm, and older than you, who has wisdom to be a good advocate for you throughout your dating, who also will take the phone call as uh, as one of your um, criteria. They'll take the phone call to be an advocate for you when someone is looking into you. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, this advocate can guide you when you need it. And even if you always feel that you don't need it, there may be a time where you're not sure about someone and you're about to give up. And a good word from the right person with wisdom could help you make a good decision and lead you to going the other way, getting to the other side, getting married, getting getting on to the next date with the right person instead of clicking off and saying no before it's time. Let's be very real in dating. In the year 2019, it seems like we're stepping into quicksand before we even start the process. Is it the process or is it us? I know what the singles feel like. They feel like it's the process. They feel like it's the matchmakers. They feel like they don't think of me properly. They're not listening to me. And maybe we're not. Maybe we're not. Um, Make sure you're being articulate. Make sure your resume is really saying what you really want. But there are singles getting married, left and right. And there are singles looking, getting dates, but not getting married. Then there are singles who are not feeling like they are getting dates. They're actually feeling like they aren't wanted by anyone. And that, to me, is very sad. There are singles who get lots of suggestions, but who turn down many suggestions. Or they go on one date, and then they say, no, that's it. I don't know why. Maybe they they just can't get to date two. I know one thing. It's not always the prettiest or the wealthiest or the smartest or the most popular who gets married. And a lot of people starting Shiduchim feel like that. Well, I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the wealthiest. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most popular. How am I going to get married? But those aren't the people who always get married. Every kind finds a spouse. We've attended weddings where we couldn't believe who married who. It was just a shock. You never thought they would, or they always said no to that person, and they gave them a chance, and then they ended up getting married. Or, or they had kids, and they, the other side was single and never married. Or the other person was divorced with children. Why are we shocked? We want to be married to the right one. We don't know what criteria they come with. It's also not always the wealthiest people and the most handsome people and the kindest people and the most well-known people who stay married. Do we even know what our end goal is? Do we fully comprehend what we're searching for? So we're searching according to the Torah for a true Ezer Kenegdo. An Ezer Kenegdo in uh, exact terms translated is a helpmate opposing us opposing him so 
from those words, we realize that our spouse that we're looking for somehow is opposite us in ways that will perfect us. Not to get too specific on this topic today, but sometimes that means that they'll be opposite in order to direct our neshama to go and grow in the way that it ultimately needs. And sometimes we're looking for people that are exactly like us. But sometimes our spouse rubs us a tiny bit the wrong way in a certain way to perfect us. And that's okay if they're a little different. Hashem ultimately decides these things, our path, our choices, even our preconceived notions like that he should have this or she should be that. The way we turned out that we're so we're sticklers for I need this, he must have that. All that is the way Hashem created us. And um, I read in the book of the Chafetz Chaim on a lesson a day, the laws of Hashem Hara, that you know, we can't tell singles you're ridiculous or you're picky or you're, we could talk to them in a way that, you know, helps them choose something that you want them to try in a respectable way. But we have to also realize Hashem made them that picky way. Okay, now that you know that you have that certain thing, those prerequisites, we got to look at them and realize, are these prerequisites delaying us from getting to the chupah and delaying our search? It's definitely a journey, and it's definitely a holy search. A marriage is a lifetime of exchange, sharing, caring with one key person, and we want you to be overjoyed walking down that aisle. Better yet, I want you to be smiling during your search also, even though that's not how you feel right now. Singles don't feel that way, and that's why I said it's, something we're trying to untangle. Um, so as I said, marriage is a lifetime of exchange and sharing and caring with one key person. That's a lot of different exchanges, Bezat Hashem till 120 or more. And that seems like a big, tall order to find someone that will match you 24-7 for 120 years. But it's really not that because... When you have the right midot and you're working on yourself and you realize this is a partnership, you could work to get through anything, especially with Hashem on your mind and knowing and always asking yourself, what does Hashem want me to do? I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me when I made a certain match many years ago, and I'll change the details a bit. I made a suggestion to both sides, the boy and the girl. The guy said yes, the girl said yes. And the guy even mentions when he says yes that he knows the girl. He's seen her at her job. And she happens to be a great girl that he really wants to go out with. He couldn't believe that I came up with this girl. So I'm like, great, let me set it up. And I thought, wow, that went easy. Both sides want to say yes. He even knew her. They both go on the date and they both come back saying that they had a good time and then the guy adds by the way Odette that wasn't the girl from that store 
there's another girl that works there that I really want to go out with. So I said, wait a second, you just told me that you had a good date. He said, I did, but that wasn't the girl that I thought you were talking about. So I said, look, in the normal order of things, you already went out with this girl. Let's see it through. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll try to find out about the other girl and see if I can get a date with, with her for you. So he said, okay. As it turns out, he goes on a few more dates with this girl and they get engaged. So he never went out with the girl he really wanted to go out with. The one that he mistakenly thought I was giving him. Hashem does these things. He makes mistakes happen to get us there sooner. Uh, uh, He thought it was that girl. It really wasn't that girl. And that turned out to be his spouse. It could also happen in the reverse. That I come up with a girl that he doesn't want to go out with. And I convince him to go. And it turns out to be the right girl. These things happen all the time. So yeah, we're annoying matchmakers. We try to convince you. We're always, you know, pushing you. And, but we don't know. We're not Hashem. And I just realized I started out wanting to say something and I must have skipped it. But um, Hashem is the ultimate Mezaveg Zivogim. The matchmaker is not the original matchmaker. We are just his helpers. He allows me to help him. I give dates and date after date and sometimes it doesn't materialize. But those dates get you closer to the right one. They're lessons for you. And he's the ultimate decider. And he's not looking towards me only to be correct. He's looking towards singles and their parents to think properly know what Hashem wants, know what that marriage is about giving. It's not about the wedding. It's about the marriage. It's about the giving. It's not about what you get. It's about what you give. And if that's the focus originally, when we start dating, we realize I'm going into this to be a giver. I'm going into this to, to be the right kind of spouse, the right kind of provider, caring, um, to look to the other person and see what their needs are. It's not only about my needs. Of course, our needs need to be taken care of, and we look for someone that's going to take care of our needs. But I think that once we realize that we have to give, Hashem takes care of the rest. So I want to thank David from... SYNY Radio and SYNYRadio.com for inviting me to speak about Shiduchim. And if I'm invited back, you can actually email him at SYNYRadio uh, at gmail.com and um, let him know that you want me to come back. And maybe I'll do a live question and answer next time. And you could follow me on Instagram at It's All a Gift, where I do address dating and singles in a fun way on my Insta stories. Not always, but every once in a while, I give a lot of chizuk and updates. And you can ask questions to me over there if you want. It's a great way to reach me. Have a great evening, everyone. And I hope this was very enjoyable and touched on the right points 
to get us speaking and advance in this area for next time too. Hatzlacha be'ezat Hashem. It should be easy that you find the right one at the right time. Be'ezat Hashem be'karov soon. Good night.